This is the Work Minus Podcast, where we talk about what we need to drop from how we work today and transformative ideas to help you build a better workplace. To hear all of our episodes and read articles about how you can improve your workplace, go to workminus.com. Welcome back to Work Minus. Today, our guest is Dr. Sandaria Rajesh. She's the founder and director of Avatar, and this is Work Minus Blind Spots. Hi, Dr. Sandaria. How are you today? I'm great. Neil, fantastic speaking to you. Looking forward to the show. Yes, we're very excited to have you on. Why don't we start the show with you just telling us a little bit about yourself and your work? Well, I am a social entrepreneur, founder and president of the Avatar Group, and I work very extensively in the space of women's workforce participation in India. Uh, so that automatically means that uh, we work with women who have taken breaks in careers. And in India, that means it's a solid 48% of all women under the age of 30 who take a break in career. So bringing them back to the Indian workplace is one of our biggest uh, vision statements. So that's the space that I work in. Wow, let's dive into that statistic a little more. You said nearly half of the women under the age of 30 have taken a break from their career in India? Yes, you're right. And that is the truth. Uh, In India, women take career breaks very, very frequently. And uh, not all of them actually make it back into the workplace after on-ramping, I mean, after off-ramping the very first time. So that means uh, you have women who are very, very keen on um, having a pursuing a career on uh, making it uh, big in the world of work, but then uh, they're not able to. And there are many, many reasons for this. And I think in today's show, we're going to be discussing one of the biggest reasons why that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're calling this episode Work Minus Blind Spots. So what do you mean by blind spots? So blind spots are nothing but biases. So these are unconscious biases which uh, people have in their minds. And the, the interesting part is that just like a blind spot, which is there in front of you when you're driving, and you do not see it because of the angle at which it is, In the same way, uh, the mental blind spots are unconscious biases, which you still hold in your mind and in your behavior, but you do not know that it is actually there and you're not aware of it. So what are some examples of blind spots you've seen in your work in the corporate world? Yeah, um, so there are many uh, such unconscious biases, but let me just give you a very, very popular anecdote, uh, you know, in our uh, world of uh, work to describe a blind spot. Um, You know, um, the story goes that uh, a father is driving his only son uh, to school one morning, and on the way, their car gets involved in an accident, and the father dies on the way to the hospital. Uh, The boy is is, is rushed into the hospital for life-saving surgery. Uh, So the surgeon walks into the operating room, takes one look at the boy and says, I cannot operate on this child. He is my son. So when I say that, a lot of people in the room are at first puzzled. They do not know how to respond. Uh, It's only later that they understand that when you say surgeon, you don't necessarily always only mean male. It obviously includes female surgeons. And therefore, the person that was about to operate on the boy is the mother. So that's, that's a classic example of a blind spot. Uh, today, we've even moved further than that. And when, uh, you know, um, you ask the question, how is it possible? It could be that, uh, you know, someone has an opinion that the surgeon was male, uh, but the, the boy is the child of gay parents. 
two gay men who have adopted a child so it could even mean that so therefore when you hear something and you automatically jump to a conclusion uh, then that means that your mind is operating under a bias so this could be an example um, you know of how we have blind spots which prevent us from actually uh, you know understanding that there could be more than one interpretation of what we see more than one reality of what we see yeah absolutely it's a great story let's look at uh, your specific context we've talked about diversity inclusion in the us context but in india it's a bit different there's a lot of ways that india is much more traditional in their viewpoints but there's a lot of ways that it's also very progressive so tell us a little bit about the landscape of, of india when it comes to diversity okay so if you look at diversity and inclusion from an indian point of view apart from the usual strands of diversity which is you know we speak about gender generation sexual orientation uh, ability all of these we also have a few other uh, very uh, core strands of diversity in the indian context which include socio economic diversity uh, the urban rural diversity that's there there is religious diversity there is linguistic diversity and uh, of course there is cultural diversity so these are all uh, you know different forms of diversity different identity strands which uh, you find not only in india as a country but very specifically in the indian workplace uh, so therefore uh, you know the presence of biases that people may have against a particular community against a particular religion against a particular socio economic group all of these uh, you know sort of come into play in the indian workplace and it becomes imperative for managers for leaders who want to create workplaces uh, you know that are profitable that are productive that are creative to actually very consciously get rid of these biases Let's talk specifically about women coming back into the workforce, which is your specialty. So what are some of the challenges that they face when they're trying to re-enter the workforce? Yeah. So the conundrum that the Indian woman professional faces when she comes back into the workplace is a very, um, you know, um, interesting one. It's it's uh, something that everybody, every manager, every leader in India should be very cognizant of. So the Indian woman professional takes breaks uh, on for the most part on account of um maternity uh, taking care of her family taking care of elders in the family and of course uh, child rearing so all of these uh, uh, you know sort of put breaks in her career and she ends up taking breaks that are as uh, uh, long as even 16 18 years before she finds uh, the kind of equanimity that she uh, requires to make that reentry back into the workplace uh, now when she comes back she is therefore faced with this uh, you know um, sort of a, 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 a double hit on the one hand uh, you know she is a woman professional who has taken a break for a very long time and therefore people managers are not comfortable with someone who has taken a break for such a long time and on the second hand uh, you know the second big hit that she faces is that the world of work that she was used to you know maybe 3 years ago or 4 years ago or 15 years ago before she took that break is absolutely changed it's mm. no longer that world at all 
so she has to upskill herself she has to reskill herself she probably has to look for a different type of a job and a career uh, in which she makes her um, you know reentry so all of this put together creates a lot of complications for the indian woman professional when she uh, thinks of making that reentry after the break now we talk about diversity a lot but we also important is inclusion so as soon as somebody's a part of the back to the workforce they want to also feel like they're an equal member of the team so what challenges specifically do women face when it comes to maybe they they get rehired when they're in their their 30s 40s after this break but is it easy for them to reintegrate with a team uh, i think that's a brilliant question neil in fact what we always say is that uh, while diversity is the hardware diversity is quantifiable it's all the numbers it's the policies it's the infrastructure it is the plans and programs that uh, you know for hiring uh, women who are reentering after the after break for hiring people from the lgbt community for hiring people with disabilities and all that it doesn't work without the software and the software is inclusion software is actually your mindset which prepares an environment that will be accepting of all this diversity So if you do want to leverage the power of diversity then the first thing that you must do is actually prepare your own environment um for accepting that diversity so the minute you start you talk about preparing your environment it means that you're talking about uh removal of biases you're talking about removal of blind spots you're talking about acceptance you're talking about not being judgmental you're talking about equally looking at uh, you know people who are very very different from you very very different from each other with a view that they all have their own story they all have their own journey and they are all equally eligible to rise to the fullest of their potential in the workplace so that software is inclusion so when a woman has taken a break in career and wants to reenter the workplace uh, does so then unless her workplace is debiased unless it is removed of blind spots unless it is truly inclusive there is no way that she can continue her career there and uh, begin contributing not only to her department her organization but also to her own self so we've talked about there's lots of different groups uh, within india you mentioned you have linguistic groups you have social groups you have uh, socioeconomic groups that are there what are, tend to be the biggest challenges for people to get over when it comes to recognizing and accepting people from other marginalized groups into their their teams it's a very simple question of uh, the majority and the minority so when you have a majority group and it could be any type of group it could be people who are uh, you know very well educated or it could be people who uh, are from a particular linguistic group or who are familiar with a particular language or who speak that language or it could be simply gender men so what typically happens is this concept of bias and there is one particular bias which is very very strong and which plays havoc with your best laid diversity and inclusion plans at the workplace and that bias is called affinity bias and when you have that bias it means that you will only end up hiring people who are like you so that means anybody in uh, the indian workplace who is not part of the majority who is part of a minority group 
whether it uh, be with regard to sexual orientation or it be with regard to gender or uh, you know it could be uh, like i like we spoke about religion uh, linguistic uh, uh, minorities they all face this challenge because for them to become uh, you know uh, somewhat of a number that is of a critical mass it takes time and it takes a leader who will look beyond these differences and start hiring only for talent only for potential so when that happens then very clearly uh, you know uh, uh, this this issue of diversity and inclusion is actually solved but till that time the biggest challenge is that uh, you know people who are part of the minority are uh, i'm sorry are part of the majority uh, they tend to hire people very similar to themselves so it tends to become a very large homogeneous group so what do you tell a manager then who who has that bias and isn't quite aware of it how do you convince them that it is it is useful it is good it is good for their team to to bring in a diverse perspective of people and to make sure they feel included what are the ways you usually motivate people to make those changes so in any country whether it is the US or India or Australia or any of the you know countries around the world uh, corporate businesses which is uh, you know businesses which operate for commercial purpose need to see a value in anything that they do so it could be that uh, uh, you know diversity and inclusion um, uh, is not presented as a really powerful uh, business tool for the organization so in order for a company to accept that diversity and inclusion can actually result not only in creating a better world in creating a fairer world in creating a more inclusive world it also actually ends up creating a much more profitable productive business for you uh, you know that's that's when uh, you know the uh, uh, that's really when the coin drops that's really when uh, you know the organization begins to realize that there is a business case uh, for diversity and inclusion and in order to clarify this uh, you know organizations like mine uh, avatar Uh, what we do is we actually run a lot of sessions and programs for these organizations wherein each individual organization's business case for diversity and inclusion for having uh, you know very diverse people in their workplace for having uh, for creating a very inclusive workplace that is clarified that is uh, you know brainstormed and in those sessions uh individual managers and leaders they actually understand what sort of biases they have been holding for a long time and how is it that you know they can rid themselves of those biases and actually create a workplace which attracts the best talent possible so that's how we uh, we essentially work with people uh, you know uh, uh, to create a more diverse and inclusive workplace here in india neil Wow, fantastic. Tell you mentioned sexual orientation a few times, which is obviously different in in every society. You know, everyone's kind of figuring out what how to handle this. So tell us what India is like in terms of how companies and managers and hiring managers view sexual orientation and how the general culture does and how that's accepted into the workplace. Yeah. So in India until a couple of years ago, um homosexuality was a criminal offense. It was a crime. 
So we did have a, a lot of uh, issues wherein we needed to, um, you know, uh, make sure that people belonging to the LGBT community, uh, they felt safe and secure. They felt accepted. It was a very big, challenging, daunting task. Uh, you know, in the hands of talent managers in India uh, because they could not create a truly inclusive work environment until a couple of years ago. But today, the situation is definitely different. Uh, we have, uh, 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 India's courts actually ruled that, uh, you know, the section uh, in the Indian Penal Code, uh, which was uh, against homosexuality, that was repealed. So homosexuality is no longer a crime. Of course, uh, you know, gay marriages are still not legal or we don't have uh, a lot of uh, protection for gay partners as of yet. But, ne but nevertheless, I think the repealing of the act which had made homosexuality a crime is itself uh, a long way. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a big uh, win for the community. And it also means that organizations that want to create a truly inclusive, open, accepting non-judgmental uh, you know sort of uh, uh, workplace are now able to do so without fearing that the law will come down hard on them so i think things are getting better for the lgbt community in india uh, i i do find that a lot of them are very vocal uh, they're very accepted there are uh, certain industries in which uh, members of the lgbt community are doing very well um, for instance, the beauty industry, the fashion industry, these are industries in which we do find a lot of uh, people from the LGBT community actually being accepted. We also have uh, many out and open uh, members of the gay community, uh, you know, who are in very senior positions, leading positions uh, in India and who do speak uh, quite vociferously about, uh, you know, what is required for the community, for the society to accept every member, every human being wholly uh, for who they are and, and, you know, not reject anybody on the basis of uh, previously held biases, previously held dogmas, uh, you know, which, which, which could, um, uh, you know, turn out to be very counterproductive. Excellent. Wow. Let's look into the future a little bit. There's so many different areas of diversity and inclusion that are, that are involved that you mentioned in India. If you just look at the next two or three years, where do you feel like India is going to make the most progress from your viewpoint? Is it in the area of gender? Is it in the area of accepting women who are coming back from a break or anyone who's coming back from a break? Is it in the area of sexual orientation, religion, language? Where do you feel like is the most likely area where they're going to make a big leap? Yeah. So I do believe that India stands to gain a whole lot by uh, becoming extremely gender inclusive. And this is not only for the large corporates. I'm also talking about the small and medium enterprises in India, which actually collectively employ a larger percentage of women than all the large corporates put together. So if, uh, you know, India were to actually uh, sort of make it very, very conducive to businesses to hire women and especially to hire second career women, uh, you know, by creating policies, by creating, uh, you know, legislation, by creating um, uh, financial uh, incentives for these organizations, especially belonging to the micro, small and medium category, to hire more and more women, I expect that 
India will actually uh, fast track uh, you know her um, advent into the list of fully developed nations simply by virtue of having a larger number of women in the workplace so i do expect a lot of great things to happen uh, you know for women uh, in india and we have had uh, some amazing stuff that's happened in the last couple of years we have had india joining the elite uh, list of nations who offer a 6 month fully paid government endorsed maternity break for all women mm, wow. so that is that is something fantastic it's fabulous it means that every indian woman um, you know who works you know and who pursues in a uh, pursues a career will enjoy a 6 month fully paid maternity break before she comes in and we find a lot of organizations that are able to actually take a lot of efforts in ensuring that her maternity phase back is very smooth is, is very seamless and she's able to come back uh, into a workplace and uh, you know quickly upskill herself to uh, to make up for lost time as it were so organizations are really conscious about this and they are doing everything that they can uh, to make sure this happens in fact at avatar we run india's largest gender analytics exercise and this is called the working mother and avatar 100 best companies for women in india and in that study we have come to realize the extent to which organizations are super keen on increasing their gender diversity ratio and all of the different enablers that they are putting in place to make sure that this happens so i would say that i do predict that some fantastic uh, progress is, is is on the cards for the indian woman professional and i do hope to see that she becomes one of the most prominent reasons why india uh, you know transforms into a developed uh, nation in the next few years and then on the other side where do you feel like india still is going to have a long road to go whether that's its deep seated biases or just things that are really hard to to get over where do you think it's still going to be a long road so this is this is very interesting because while on the one hand i feel that you know uh, gender gender diversity and gender inclusion is one of the most uh, you know biggest opportunity areas uh, for india to actually leverage in order for india to really become a developed nation on the flip side i am quite concerned about a lot of the biases that will actually hold the indian woman back and one of these biases Uh, is is actually patriarchy it's the entire thinking of the fact that you know the male is somehow superior to the female and you know how it has played out in the society in the conditioning of young girls and boys in the way uh, you know career decisions are taken in the inherent safety that is to be provided for women all of these things you find you know patriarchy has its claws dug deep so um, one of the things i really worry about is that uh, you know this bias this bias of patriarchy should be removed should be eradicated um, both men and women should become fully aware of uh, what it means what it means to live in a contemporary world uh, you know doing the best that you can uh, in order to ensure that not only does your own family your own organization uh, you know rise to its fullest potential 
but we all do so without judging each other without imposing dead dogmas like patriarchy on us in the name of uh, you know uh, rules and regulations that were created for a very very different world so that would be my biggest concern neil yeah it's very interesting that it's actually double edged type thing where it's the greatest potential and it's an area where India is making a lot of progress but it's also the area where there's probably the biggest challenges as well so that's very interesting uh dr sundaria tell us where you, we can go to stay in touch with you thank you so much for the uh, opportunity to speak to all your uh, viewers and your uh, you know people who are part of your community neel um i can i'm i'm available on twitter so you can reach out to me on twitter at the handle soundarya r Uh, of course i'm also available uh, you know on linkedin and people can reach out to me on linkedin and do check out our uh, portal uh, avtarinc.com that's www.avtarinc.com and that's where you will find a lot of resources including articles written by me about unconscious biases about the indian women professional about second careers and all of that so do check us out and it will be great to be in touch with your viewers absolutely we'll put all those links in the show notes uh, dr sundaria thank you so much for being on and sharing your insights with us thank you so very much this has been the work minus podcast if you like what we're doing Go to workminus.com where you can see the show notes and a full transcript for every episode. You can also sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest progressive ideas about how you can build a better workplace. 